Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors where we help people make smart decisions with their money. Jeremiah and I are certified financial planners and we come alongside our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney and when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business succession planning, and other legal matters. If you'd like to know more about our firm or either of us, uh, I would suggest you just give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011 or just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, each week, what we do is we divide our discussion into three parts. Retirement update is our first part. Tactical asset management is our second part. And the third one is news you can use. Now, this week for retirement update, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, there's more people out there, Jeremiah, that are expecting a Christmas present other than the people that are buying them, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you mean the, the scammers out yep, there. Yeah, the, the, there's the, there's a lot of scamming going on yeah. this season. And yeah. it, it seems to be increasing pretty much dramatically. Yeah, over, year over year. And I, years. I am shocked at the, the things that people do to try and get ahead or get money from someone. I mean, some of it's you know, people domestically, some of it's people internationally, but uh, there is a lot. It, it's it, it's a dangerous place out there. And it people is. are looking to get your money. They're looking to take advantage of the season. You know, there it's um, what we want to do is talk about how you can what you can do to help protect yourself from the thieves that don't come in the front door, but come in the back door. In other words, through the Internet in the scammings and such that and it, I'm just amazed at um how unprepared a lot of people are and how vulnerable they are because yeah. they didn't update their passwords or they use just a common password. Mm-hmm. They don't update their systems. They just, they're just not aware. I right. guess they just kind of walk into um, almost, almost like they walk into an attempt to lose money. Yeah. Well, and the, there's a number of you know tech things, of, like you said, using strong passwords, using a password keeper, not using the same password again, right. across multiple things. But what we're going to kind of focus on today is, is, in essence, the, the scams to watch out for around Christmas. You know, right. there's some specific scams that they always exist, but they they kind of come up in storm around Christmas. And the first one, um, I guess the reason for all these is the emotions. You know, people are looking to get a deal. They're looking to buy something. They're feeling generous. And so, you know, as more people are shopping, these scams are trying to siphon off, you know, some of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Christmas euphoria, you're just not on guard, right? You're just out there doing and you're hoping everybody sees the world the same way you do. And unfortunately, yep. you get blindsided. Yeah. And so many people shop through Amazon or other really reputable sites. Um, 
but if they can't find what they want there, sometimes they're they're led to some other site or they get a, ba- a banner that's a an advertisement. So the the first the first scam we're talking about is the discount discount yeah. code scam. You know that you've either been targeted or it's just a general attack to where you get a code that says, "Hey, you've been looking for skateboards. Come here. We have skateboards. Use this code. Forty percent off." And cyber and cyber thieves know what you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, they could, they've dropped cookies on your. Uh, computer on your on your system and they know what what sites you've gone to look for yeah so this is a relevant ad it's a targeted right. ad and it takes you to a a a bad site basically called a spoof site a spoof site so it's either mimicking another site or it is just entirely made up and you're going to put in your information you're thinking you're buying something and now you've just given somebody your information and then so the the kind of the two main protections is one, you know, deals that are too good to be true on that skateboard or whatever else you're looking for. <laughs> whatever you're buying. They are too good to be true. Right. Like, don't get suckered into these extreme savings. And then also if if it says, hey, we'll take you to Amazon, click this link. Um, don't don't click that link. Just go to Amazon regular, you know, type in that address or it says go to, you know, something else. A lot of these these spoof sites are trying to mimic something that looks real, a Best Buy site. And uh, they're and they're clever. I mean, they're clever. They make it look just like you were looking at Amazon, but it's slightly off. Mm-hmm. And that's the really sad part about it is that most people aren't really looking for the little the little things that can make a difference in a site. Yep. yep. So that's again the first one. Stay, stay on reputable websites whenever you can. Put in the, the web address yourself. Right. Don't use the link and you know, don't be too... Um, swayed by these great deals, quote unquote, that, that may not be real. Yeah. Another one is mailing. So I'm getting emails. I'm sure that some people have the same thing happening to them, but I get an email from uh, DHL or FedEx saying, we have a package here for you. And, but for whatever reason, that wasn't deliverable and, yep. they, and they want you to download or enter in. And all of a sudden you're in their site answering yep. personal questions. Same with a text message. Just a new yep. one that I've noticed this year is um, people, I didn't get those last year, but this year I am. That says your either your package is delayed or we have it waiting for you. Please click here. And that link, similar to all these others, it, it's going to take you to a site that is going to you know, deposit things on your computer or for phishing type scams, or it's going to take you to a site and ask you to enter in some stuff. Right. That they're just trying to get your information. So you know, if if you do get a shipping notification, rather than use again, rather than using their link, go back to Amazon or FedEx, whatever the site was that's a legitimate right. site that you might have ordered through to verify and, and check it through there. Right. Don't don't use the link that they send you. The other one that that uh, really really made me kind of stand up and notice here is called the gift card scam, and this is where the criminal goes into stores and actually records the magnetic tape on the back of a gift card. Mm. So you then buy the gift card thinking that you've got a legitimate $50 or $100 or whatever you're buying that gift card for. But when you go to buy it, the money goes to them. It doesn't go, yeah. it, it gets activated. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, how do you know that you're buying a, a gift card a real- that hasn't been uh, compromised? In some That's way? right. That's right. And the other version of this is they'll say, hey, your regular credit card didn't work. Please use a gift card. Use a gift card. And put it in our website or send us the number so we can pay with it that way. And, and either way, the, the issue with gift cards is they're very hard to trace. They're yeah. not tied to a specific user like a, a credit card is. Um, and the, the money is real money. Money's gone. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it's stolen, you can't retrieve it. It basically is gone. Yeah. So the, the protections for those is, you know, again, using reputable stores. Like if you go to the, the grocery store, often there's a gift card aisle that's right by the cashier. Right. And that's a lot more secure than, you know, a, um, a gas station card, right. a store that has a gift card section in the very back or something like that. And it could be that nobody's really watching that. Yeah. You you but it's just, it. it's, it's one of those things you wouldn't even think of, but 
the criminals are crafty and they're they're smart and they're trying to figure out how to how to steal from you in ways that you and I wouldn't even think about. Yeah, and if there's a website that's asking you to pay for something using a gift card, that's a huge red flag. Right. You know, if they're saying, "Well, we don't want your credit card. We it won't work. Whatever. You know, use this gift card instead." You know, often that's a site that's trying to you know screen themselves out from the tracing because your credit right. card would would reject that type of a charge. So gift cards, it's a it's a big risk. The other, just a final kind of knowing you know, overall is to you know, know know what websites you're using, but also a piece of advice we talk to our clients a lot is to use your credit card. Right. Their credit cards, you know, years ago you had to fight fraud issues, but they are have gotten so good and fast about you having algorithms that will catch it for you, or if if you have a legitimate fraud charge, often they'll clear it, no right. liability to yourself. Right. Um, right. Most credit card companies are great. So it, as opposed to using a debit card or something that is really your money out of your account, that you have to fight to get it back. Using a credit card often adds that layer of protection in Visa or MasterCard or whoever else, American Express. They're that kind of middle layer of buffer to protect you. And there, we're, we're talking, basically, we're taking from an article they got from the Wall Street Journal. If you'd like to have a copy of this, this is a really good article because it's not just useful for the holiday season, but for any time you're using the web, it gives you some really good ideas and things that you should do to protect yourself. If you'd like to know more information and study this on your own, just give us a call or go to our website at www.retirementunlimited.com and request the information on online scams for the holidays. And we'll be glad to send you out a free reprint of this particular article. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. You know, we're all kind of wrapping up 2021, Jeremiah. We're looking into 2022. And Frank, you know, frankly, the last two years have been pretty exceptional for as far as returns on equities and stocks. I mean, real estate values have gone up dramatically. Stock values have gone up. Bond values, depending upon where you're at at the beginning of this two years ago, bond values are great. So going forward into 2022, there's there's going to be a shift. Uh, there's going to be some changes within the economy that that could affect values going yeah. forward. And setting people's expectations. You know, right. If you know the S and P, I'm not sure what the number was, but it was in the 20s last year and last two years. You know, to expect that again in 2022 is, is right. probably not accurate. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect the rate of return on capital to go up 20% a year. I yeah. mean, that's that's extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, even in a short run. But at the same point in time, are we looking towards a correction, like a recession and such right. as that? You know, and, and we're constantly looking at that. It, right. you know, what, what, we're, what correction is coming? What's looming? What are we in the midst of? Have we hit bottom? You know, those questions, or have we hit the top? <laughs> you know, right. Those questions are constant. So what we were talking about today is you know, we, I think, see a strong 
generally a strong economy for next year. You know, there's a lot of good things, but we want to talk about some of the the weaker aspects, some of the, the risks that we see for I mean, next well, year. Probably the biggest headwind is the fact that the government is going to stop their stimulus. Yeah, it's so fading. That's fading away. So people that were receiving checks, um, stimulus checks from the government, that's going to end. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to have an impact on it the will, economy. Yeah. And one of the things we've talked about, the economy the last two years has kind of been on a sugar high. In the sense that sure. we have had this federal money, it's coming in an extra and it's not, you know, a, a pure picture of what the economy is doing and potentially for good reason. You know, we had a, a shock to our economy due to COVID and everything was slowing down and there was going to be a lot of personal pain. And so the government stepped in and, you know, pushed out money. And so now the question being, as they start to, these programs end, um, the COVID release kind of fades off. Are, are we ready to stand our own two feet? Are we, are we ready to yeah, continue on? And there's a lot of a lot of discussion right now. The Federal Reserve uh, this week is talking about interest rates and setting out their what they call their dot plan. When will interest rates rise? And they're also talking about this Build Back America, what Build Back Better uh, stimulus plan. And there's a lot of discussion about that, whether that's even needed, whether or not that's mm-hmm. just going to add to inflation. So there's still a lot of uh, things that are still in the mix. But, you know, candidly, there's always going to be something in the mix. Yep. That somebody's going to point to and say, see, see, see. But at, at, at the end of the day, the general economy is going to be good. But you got to remember the recovery over the last two years was coming off that low. Yeah. You know, that went through that correction back in March of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the next item we can look at is the Fed policy. Right. You know, Fed policy right now has low interest rates. They're still doing the, the quantitative easing. They're still you know, buying back bonds. You know, as we move forward, they're going to continually decrease that. And so Fed policy is not going, they're going to attempt to not overheat the economy. Right. And so whatever happens going forward, as we start seeing inflation rise, as we see unemployment fall and return back to normals, the, the, the Fed is going to take actions to do that. So whether they get it right, whether they go too late, too soon, too much, yeah, too I always, little. I always have this picture of Jerome uh, Powell. He's the head of the Federal Reserve, and he's the one that kind of controls interest rates or his governors do with him, but I always see him like standing on a teeter totter. Yeah. Kind of moving, you know, do, do I move a little bit far mm. to the left or to the right? And, you know, trying to keep everything in balance. And he's got inflation to deal with right yep. now. He does. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, it's a big one. Um, the other one that you mentioned is kind of, we've had a great couple of years, you know, we've had right. a great two years. So the valuations of a lot of stocks are higher, higher, higher than they have been. And there's a lot of ways to value stocks, but one is the price to earnings ratio of of what is the price of the stock compared to the earnings the company actually throws off. So we're at some high levels. Does this mean that they can't go higher? No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean they're going to come back down? It doesn't mean that either. It just means that compared to where we were two years ago, everything is a bit higher. Yeah, we come back and look at it from a general index. Uh, if you look at the top five technology stocks, they make up almost 25% of the S&P 500. And, you know, will that continue? I think there's too, con- too much concentrate. And, and we go back to stock selection is really, really important. So yeah. for clients' portfolios, just instead of going into an index or into a general fund that is the S&P 500, let's say, you can be overweight in some stocks that are way overvalued. Yep. You know? Yeah, a lot of our things were, were underweighting these stocks because they're right. so such large companies, the, the, the fang stars, they call them, they're so large, they eat up so much of the, the indexes at times. Right. So it's a big one. The other one is, is just corporate profits. You know, corporate right. profits this last year were really strong. You know, companies kind of had to become lean and mean. They had to you know, let so, go some staff, they had to figure out and survive. Well, now we've got to a point where, where the, the prices to, to those companies who produce things are increasing. Right. You know, we have the, the consumer price index, the CPI, 
people know about. There's also the PPI, the producer price index. Right. And last report I saw, it was up almost 9%. Right. Um, which it, it, means- it, was, it was, you know, it's almost at a 40 year high. Now, whether or not that is, I mean, that's a staggering number. Yes. And, you, and you don't want to have any economy that has that on a constant basis. So is this going to be an exaggerated point? And will inflation continue to moderate going into next year? Yeah. Uh, we we think we'll so. See. We think so. We think that the supply chain will catch up. Uh, also, the other fact that, the, you know, the some things we talked about earlier, like the people not having that sugar high, that stimulus, mm-hmm. money, that's going to have some impact upon uh, pricing or the, you know, the demand for products that should be automatically moderating some of the inflationary factors. Yeah. Um, you know, material costs. Yeah. But, like that. but with that, companies either have to pass that on. Like you said, prices, we'll see that at, right. at the, the consumer level. Or they'll just absorb them. They'll just right. say, well, I don't want to raise my prices. I can't raise my prices. I'm just going to be less profitable, which could mean the companies are less profitable. So and then the last one we have is just unable to repeat a strong year. Right. You know, we had a strong year, you know, things we got through it. We'll, can we do that again? And that kind of is every year, right? We always have the idea what 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 the next year may hold. Yeah. Again, I still think, and I think it's a conversation that we have constantly, and that is bonds right now because of the value of bonds and where interest rates are right now. They become the most. Uh, they become the riskiest assets within the portfolio, and it's how you structure bonds. I think you know stock selection. Uh, you can look at valuation and where the trends are and momentum and such as that. We spend a great deal of time talking to analysts and trying to understand what are the best stocks to own going into this next year. I think I think the other aspect that we try to build a balance within a portfolio, but bonds become really a high wire act mm. to 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 put into a portfolio to create that balance within the portfolio that you desire. Yeah, that's right. We've, we've shifted, you know, to short-term bonds in the moment, they've been performing better, but you know, we, we have a mix, we keep changing the mix, right. you know, and keep kind of following through to, to make sure our clients are receiving the returns they, they desire or need as well as just staying protected. So yeah, for, for this next year, like we said, you know, we, we see some strong parts of the economy we've talked about in the earlier episodes, but we kind of want to talk about some of the, some of the concerns. Yeah. And I think going into 2022, you know, the U S has had, Going back the last decade or four, or or even two decades, you know, our, our general GDP has been somewhere in the neighborhood of around two to two and a half percent. You know, last year we're coming off of a GDP of somewhere around six. So if it drops back down to three or four, that's a, that's kind of a moderating effect. Effect. So I think most analysts would say that we should have a return on equities, not counting dividends, of somewhere between four and six percent. So dividends are important. Dividends yeah. are important to have within your portfolio to add that additional lift within your uh, your overall gains. So. Yeah, and having that expectation of different for next year. Right. If you'd like to sit down and talk with us, either myself or Jeremiah, and talk about your portfolio and what we would do to manage your portfolio and ideas we would bring to you that maybe you haven't even never heard about before, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. 
Welcome back. This is the section that we refer to as news you can use. What we're going to talk about is cryptocurrencies. And there's an article that I clipped out of the Wall Street Journal. It's a December 6th. It is probably one of the most succinct. It's a one page article and it talks about what to know about cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. I have to say, Jeremiah, this is probably one of the easier understandable uh, explanations of cryptocurrency. Yeah, absolutely. We get on a regular basis, clients asking, what is crypto and should I own some? Right. Yeah. And and that's, that's a normal conversation. That's appropriate. um, Especially with financial advisors kind of walk through that. But this article, I thought was a a good, um, just a succinct statement of this is what it is. This is, you know, why it's popular. This is how you could invest in it. This is the risks, you know, all, all the different kind of steps that people are kind yeah, of asking. It talks about, you know, like, for example, what what is crypto and why does Bitcoin matter? It talks about the origination of Bitcoin and how it got its start. Yeah. You know, is it a Ponzi scheme? Is it a fad? At the bottom line, guys, I mean, you got to remember that crypto is not an asset. It has no intrinsic value. It is purely driven by a market. Uh, sensation. So you have a high speculation to it. Now, the design of crypto in the original was for blockchain. It was to create a method of transaction between one company to another company or one person to another person, and particularly around the globe, where you didn't have to worry about a bank or some other intermediary to do the transaction, right? Without that middleman. I mean, that that was the whole point. And one of the, I think it was 2008, was kind of a... uh, a statement came out, kind of a white paper about it, right. and basically saying it was it was a it was promising that Bitcoin would be an alternative to the financial system, right. so you wouldn't have to not just for nefarious stuff, but just in general, you don't have to go through banks, you don't have to pay exchange rates, you don't have to wire money overseas, you know, all those systems that developed, you know, frankly, a hundred years ago, you know, and right. have come forward um, to be free from all that and free from any specific government. So, I mean, that's all part of when it kind of lit fire. The people said, "Yeah, I I want to be I want to be free of this." this market, whether I just don't want to be encumbered by it, or what if it goes down? What if our system? So that was a, a big you know, push to, to taking off. But like you said, I mean, the, the blockchain um, technology, you know, where, it, you know, if I, you and I have a transaction, it adds another chain, then the next transaction adds another chain. They're talking about that, doing that in coffee and all sorts of other industries mm-hmm. to, to track, you know, uh, food from, sources from, from or the things. production to yes. the actual use, right? Yeah, that each each step adds a blockchain, and when right. you get to the end, you check the whole chain; it all checks out, and you're good. But one of the things I really liked in this article, there's a number of things, but um, one one was asking um, kind of the sentiment of what should I do with this? How do I invest in it? And they were right. saying, like you said, unlike a bond or a stock that is tied to a company's performance, right. you know, say if I buy Apple, I'm buying a piece of what Apple does right. with this blockchain and with with crypto. It, the only benefit to make money off it is to buy it and sell it to somebody else for a higher value. Right. There's no intrinsic aspect. Kind there. Of, I mean, again, it has a speculation. It has yeah. a it resonates like a Ponzi scheme to some degree, but there is, there is a true market value. And the thing that, that most people don't, I don't think really understand. There's literally thousands of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. People are creating cryptocurrencies. And so if you buy into one now, Bitcoin is the most, um, uh, the one that's advertised the most, the one that's most that most people hear about, but there are literally thousands of cryptocurrencies out there yeah. on these different blockchains, and a handful that are popular. You know, right. even outside of Bitcoin, there's a handful that people are using. And so, one of the things that this talked about is, you know, uh, what should what should you guard against? And similar to our first section talking about just the the, the fraud and items, this this area is rampant. You know, people yeah. are are it's popular, it's unregulated at the moment, and so people are are are. Um, being criminals about it and, you know, trying to get you to invest in something that's not real. 
If you'd like to know more about it, I mean, this article is very simplistic, but it is a good understanding overall of what cryptocurrencies are. And if you'd like to have a copy of this article, we'd be more than happy to send it out to you. Just give us a call at our office at 951-684-7011, or just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.